1: Welcome to the OEO Podcast presented by Big Banter. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggly, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Based on today's events, I'd prefer you didn't. Um, I'm here with my co-host Brandon you can follow him on Twitter it's at Brandon Dubich Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich D-U-B-I-C-H what is up Brando who I never thought I
0: did um, so much self reflection um, when I did this podcast uh, for prepping for Michigan State I think uh, I think you're gonna hear a reoccurring theme out of at least Seth and I Um, there's a little bit of looking in the mirror Uh, and doing prep for this matchup
1: speaking of Seth he's here he's the one causing all the trouble for us today on Twitter if you haven't already done it block it on block him block him that's a five s-e-t-a-h-5 what else you got to say Seth
2: I passed my health check that's even good. though you guys, even though you're slandering me viciously now,
1: I guess I don't know if you're the one that caused the problem, or if the fact that Brandon just because he's a private account caused the problem. And people don't, <laughs> people from your neck of the woods, Seth, don't understand that some people prefer some privacy every now and then, and don't. Er, like. You
0: earn my follow. You don't get my follow. There you go.
1: You earn. You're Brandon
2: follow. and I have the same neck of the woods. We.
1: No, 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 no! Your <laughs> university neck of, each each- of the woods. Oh, okay. All right. Talk in your All right. microphone. Uh, <laughs>
2: our
0: our high schools played each other. Like it's not. We,
1: we heard you. It just wasn't loud enough. <laughs> <laughs> Should we All tell right. everyone that we are on a new platform? So there we're, might we're be. We're trying. You're trying. We're trying. Brandon is very loud. Just in case anybody, it's it's not just your your car stereo or your your Apple Pods or whatever they're called. It's it's just Brandon's microphone. We'll try to get it fixed. We're working it out. If it sounds like shit, then it sounds like poop so and we'll get it fixed. So, either way, let's move on real quick speaking of poop. Uh our website is up and live with including an Leo podcast store which includes a sticker and a t-shirt, the first pr- premier merchandise available for the podcast. It is pretty cool. I mean, we've got them. They're in stock in my basement right now, perfectly set up on shelving, ready to go, ready to be on your bodies. Maybe not the sticker, but the shirts at least. Pretty dope. Um, we'll, we'll be running some, uh, game week, little special sales and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. Some places you guys can check that out. You guys need to follow us on Instagram and threads. If you want, we're not really doing anything on threads yet, but it's at podcast. Leo, you can find us everywhere at podcast. Leo, the website, by the way, podcast, Um, our 100th follower on Instagram wins a free t-shirt just to give you guys a live update on Tuesday evening uh i don't know let me look real quick nope that's not the right button we are up to a whopping 42 followers so we just need 58 to complete the free what, t-shirt what if content. i
0: become the 100th follower do i get that a does free it does not count no oh.
1: you should follow the account though um we do have patreon five dollars a month which is way less than buying a beer at the game uh you guys can get exclusive merchandise discounts which is 20 percent off plus you get a free uh, Patreon-only LEO Podcast sticker with the membership. Uh, we'll have exclusive player interv- interviews coming up. We're interviewing a a large um, player at some point here coming up in the next couple weeks. Uh, in-season reviews, that which will go along with our season reviews, which are coming up next week, as well as some other ill shit. So check out Patreon. Speaking of ill shit, and I've said shit three, four times now, at the beginning of this podcast, and that's a lot for me. Um, We never told you guys to let your children listen, but here it is. Uh, We have been given, as investors in the program, as season ticket holders, as other things, the opportunity to express ourselves towards what we would like to see upgraded in Memorial Stadium. Guys, if you could pick one, maybe two things, we'll go around the table here, that you could change slash upgrade Memorial Stadium, what would it be? I've got four, just in case we overlap somewhere. What do you? Let's go, let's have Seth go first since he's a visitor to the stadium.
2: Scratchy speakers, that sound oh. system is dog shit.
1: Yes, that was number two. Number two, um, I put in that it seems to fade in and out, especially on the intro video, right? especially when you get to that intro. There's supposed to be real loud music. The player's getting ready to come out, get everybody pumped out. It kind of fades in and out, and it's only in the south end zone on the giant jumbotron is what it seems like. In pregame, and everybody should know this if they're in there early enough, they bring these giant speakers into the north end zone to pump up pregame music, and then they don't use them. So totally agree with that. Uh, Brandon, what do you have? So
0: I had... The concessions. I mean, they're okay. just... Okay. I I don't like... So, like, the one side of concessions is fine, but then to, like, get a beer, you have to, like... I don't know. It's so difficult to get a beer. They need to have more beer stands. So, better concessions, more concessions, um, and not just beer-related, right? Like, I feel like the menu's really stale. Like, the menu is pretty weak in general, so just an
1: overall food service upgrade okay yeah we need more bins pretzels um, yes around the venue would be nice um, I've got one that will probably hit pretty close to home with everybody listening some restroom upgrades would be nice you know what I I don't hate the troughs I don't but it's fine I think it's time to move on. We're not the Indianapolis Miller Speedway. Let's get some urinals in there. Let's get bigger, brighter. Some lighting would be nice. And I feel like it's always wet, right? It's always wet. No matter if it's 90 degrees and sunny and hasn't rained in three weeks, it's always wet in that bathroom. And there's always like one sink. So new new bedrooms would be great. Or new bedroom, new bathrooms would be great. Some bedrooms there would oh, be nice whoa. too. Some bedrooms. Some there would be some nice. people
0: need it. Some people need to sleep it off a little bit. Yes,
1: some bedrooms there would be nice. All right. No, Seth, I, I you- had bathrooms is actually my number one. Um. Yeah, I don't have them listed in order for me. Yeah,
0: because you're right. Like it's so gross that like, I mean, you should never tailgate in sandals. But like. Even like like I wear my boat shoes, right? Like you yeah. gotta wear something that isn't gonna get soaked through. It's waterproof
1: really shoes. Yes, yes. Like uh, you don't
0: know, like the 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 bathrooms are by far the worst part. Like I'm embarrassed sometimes bringing people to the bathrooms. Uh,
1: Seth, It's like hey, hold on, hold on, hold early early two thousands. Like
0: it's bad. <laughs> Who
1: are you bringing to yeah, the Who bathrooms? are you bringing to? That's a good question. <laughs> i bring
0: anyone to the bathroom. go like, oh, to the bathrooms down there, and then they come out, and they're like, oh, these bathrooms are terrible.
1: Great question. I'm bringing Great anyone question. to the
0: bathrooms. Like, oh, uh, there's the bathrooms right over there. It's super embarrassing.
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> I had one more. Um, and just in – this is just overall, like, stadium. Like, you can tell when you go to a newer stadium – and an older stadium is the way they block the wind and the rain and the cold, right? It feels like no matter where you stand in Memorial stadium, you're freezing. Right. Uh, Um, so I, I don't know even how you do that, but like every place is like a wind pocket. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know how you cover that up. I don't know how you prevent that. I'm not a structural engineer, Right, that's that's not my education, but I would like something that's a little bit more covered, right? Because like, how many times we've all went to rain games? They're like, oh, we're gonna leave our seats to go inside, and you're getting just as much rain on you. You're like, I thought I was trying to escape the rain. Um, <laughs> you you can't in current Memorial Stadium.
1: So yeah, uh, I'm not sure that you can fix that. I think just based off the fact that the stadium faces, the end zones are north and south. Therefore, the other directions remaining are west and east. And the side of the stadium we sit on is the west side. So, And everything comes in from the west side. So if we are trying to look for some sort of coverage water-wise, it's and if there's any wind, it's getting blown through that that open concourse. So, uh, Seth, do you have something else? No, you're ready to move on. I've got a couple things real quick. Um... Brandon and I have a couple left. I think one of them probably hits a little bit too close to home. I don't know if it's time for it, but I think it is Uh, a grass field. I think is, is I think on the, the I didn't have that. That's a
0: great idea.
1: Yeah. I think it's time to go to a, a, an, not an artificial turf anymore. Uh, A lot of people are getting away from it. I'm not blaming anybody's injuries on them, but we've had our slew of ACL tears. Um, you know, some players multiple times, we lost some offensive linemen to it. And obviously we lost to Purdue because of it. So, um, a grass field would be nice. Brandon, what else do you have?
0: Nah, that's, that's all I had. I, I don't more. know how they do this just cause I go to so many more NFL games, but I'd like to see a little bit more. And again, I don't, I think this is, This isn't even really stadium upgrades, but like game day experience, right? Like more TVs, more places where you can hang out. Like, you know, like the Indian stadium does a great job of making it both adult and kid friendly. Yeah. Right. Um, So I would like to see more hangout areas, more TVs, more screens. Like how many I don't can't tell you how many times I've gotten to the game slightly late. And I had to watch like a thirty-five inch the kickoff on a thirty-five inch TV. I hear you. Like that's ridiculous. (laughs) I don't have. I don't think I have anything smaller in my house than fifty inches. And yet I go to a stadium and there's thirty-five inch TVs on
1: monster columns. Like, come
0: on. Yeah. Am I the only one that thinks this?
1: No, I mean I hear you. I think that I think that it's a a semi-stretch, and I think that they've done a lot better job here recently of of allowing and and having some more of these kid-friendly activities especially in the north end zone and then obviously the south end zone they did for a while up on the platform they had that kind of that kid zone up there uh but why did they get rid of that that was so cool and well they moved a lot of it to the north end zone now because they they've opened that top that top area is kind of a standing only with like a bar up there and that was a great
0: addition by the way yeah it was it was amazing more of that that was a great addition
1: so the North, the North end zone does provide, and I know that you didn't go to a ton of games last year, but the North end zone does provide kind of like, there's like the throwing game. There's a, uh, they did for the Illinois game. They had one of those, you know, those like revolving, like the chip Kelly makes you want to vomit when he was taking pictures with his LSU yeah. players guy, Is Brian it Kelly, Kelly? Is it Brian yeah. Kelly, Brian, Um, like that whole thing. They had one of those that was really cool. They had some other kind of game things set up that the kids could do, on their way to the seats or just come over and hang out. But a hundred percent, I think more some stuff like that, some entertainment around the stadium would be good. So um, if you guys are listening to this and want to drop some of your ideas in the, in the mentions, just do that um, on the show tweet um, or on our Instagram, either one. Um, Cool. Anything else we want to add on that before we move on? Nope. Okay. Well, the one thing I had was, was, was permanent lighting. I know that we added some permanent lighting uh, to the, It's the east side stand, so the student section side. Um, But it was a different color, like the the lights were different colors because they brought in some uh, some temporary lights for the. I remember specifically for the Illinois game, they were some temporary lights that were set up. They're different colors than the permanent lights, so it's some lighting upgrades. And even I'd even like to do like that cool thing that Purdue does with their lights, which I say is not cool, but it's pretty cool. So, um, cool. Let's move on. Let's talk the Week Twelve matchup, home game against Michigan State. The last home game of the season. It's Saturday, November eighteenth. Uh, time and TV to be determined. Brandon, go ahead and pull them up. Um, this takes place in Bloomington, Indiana, at Rock Memorial Stadium. What time are we playing this game, Brandon? What do you think? Well, no, I don't Brandon have it
0: before I love that we have a rivalry on at home this year. Me
1: too. Me too.
0: Right, like that. I, I'm probably reading too much into it, but I, I like the fact that we. That we have that. Um, And this is, I mean, I think you're going to get to it. I think this has been one of our better matchups the last decade. I mean, it it seems to be every year. This is a really fun matchup. It's a fun Um,
1: matchup. The numbers aren't necessarily in our favor in the last decade, but in the last um, three years, off the top of my head, we're two and one. So. Okay. Um, and that okay. one okay. loss was well, that was tough. That was a tough loss.
0: This is actually like a pretty good week of football um, as opposed to last week. That was really bad. So you got Michigan going to Maryland. Okay. You got Illinois playing Iowa. That's for the Big Ten West. Um. You got – who knows? Nebraska's getting a lot of hype. Nebraska going to Wisconsin, who we all are down on Wisconsin – um, and then Michigan State, Indiana. You got Purdue against Northwestern
1: and yeah. Rutgers, Penn State. Neither one of those games will be anything. You think those um, both get buried in Big Ten Network? I think so. This may be an FS1 noon not FS1. Maybe FS1 noon or maybe maybe a CBS. Maybe a CBS game. I maybe. love
0: F- F- FS1 noon. I'd love this. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that
0: three thirty for the time of year would be best for the heat. Yes, <laughs> you know yes, how and people that know, live listen to this long enough. I'm not great when it's cold. Um, so str- you know, for a November eighteenth game, tail, especially tailgating. Yes, and if you guys tailgate with Bragg, you're there at seven. If you're not there by eight, you get ripped. You get absolutely (laughs) ripped if you're not there by 8. So I'm going to be there at 759, and it's going to be 33 degrees out. And raining. Yeah. Um, Yeah, So uh, I think it's going to be noon, Fox Sports 1. I'd love it to be 330. But like I said, it's a a pretty competitive week 12.
1: Definitely. Let's get into that history lesson we kind of touched base on. Um, This game is the most notes I've ever taken about a game in our entire history of L- of Leo podcast, uh, we we played them last year. IU won the game thirty nine to thirty one. I wrote one simple sentence and then broke everything down. Make this game make sense. Down thirty one to fourteen with six minutes and thir- uh, seventeen seconds to go in the third quarter before Jalen Lucas took that kickoff back to the house. At that point, Michigan State had a ninety seven percent chance of winning the game. Um. With two seconds to go in the game, Brandon, Michigan State had a 95% chance of winning the game. Do you want to know why? Because they had a field goal from the the, the that would have been the five-yard line, and they missed it. So we go to overtime. Two consecutive blocked field goals. After IU blocks their field goal, Brandon and I, who watched the game together, I believe, mm-hmm. in the basement here, uh, were cheering already, counting it as a win. IU's going to kick a perfect field goal that one gets blocked. And so then we decide that we're going to throw the ball in overtime for only the seventh time in the game that was Dexter's second consecutive or second uh completion on the game. It was a 24-yard pass to uh AJ Barner and then the other completion I think was a 7-yard screen to Josh Henderson on the game. So 2 for 7. Josh for Henderson Bob. That's right throwing the ball. It set up a Sean Shivers touchdown, if I remember right. Um, it may have been a Josh Henderson touchdown. I don't have it right in front of me. And then I, we converted the two-point conversion, which is the new rules for college football. And then Ohio State could not score in the second half. Noah Pierre-Pod Noah pod knocks away the fourth down pass in the back of the end zone to end the game. Um, Brandon, do you want to read some of these stats from the game? and and tell everybody how this makes sense. How are you even won this game?
0: Uh, 31 pass yards, three, one pass yards, 257 rush yards with Shivers going over a hundred. Honestly, you say 257 rush yards. Oh, so you had a good day. Only 288 yards combined where we were out. By, or we were outgained by 250, 252 yards. Um, they got 540 total yards. And to even put that in even more perspective, right? So they almost doubled us up, almost doubled us up in yards. They had the ball for almost 14 minutes longer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely insane. I don't know how we pulled it off. Um, okay. Could have had something to do with her. I mean, it was just, it was
0: big plays. The great equalizer.
1: Sean Shivers had a massive touchdown run, if I remember right. Uh, Somewhere in the 70s, maybe a 75-yard touchdown run, I think. And then, obviously, a kickoff return. We talk about special teams, special teams, special teams, special teams teams all the time. And that's a huge difference maker in a game. So, um, all-time record, we'll get right into this. This is what I was talking about. We've won two of the last three, but the series... As close as it seemed is not close. Um, IU 18, Michigan State 49, uh, two ties in there. And as I said, IU's won two of the last three. Michigan State is not a perennial powerhouse. Anybody would call them a perennial powerhouse. But they did dominate there for a while, um, kind of mid-2000s through the end of uh, – who was the guy there, Seth, for a bit? Uh, their football coach. Antonio. There. D'Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a he had a good run against IU. So, um, you know, we snuck a couple past him a couple times, you know, Randall, I remember went up there and beat him once, I think. Um, but yeah, for the most part they had, they kind of dominated for a while. So, um, their coach is the most overrated coach in the Big 10, Mel Tucker. I'm sorry, the second most overrated Big a Co- Big 10 coach behind uh, Ryan Day. Um, Mel Tucker entering his fourth season with the Spartans with a record of 18 and 14. Guys, uh, eight, 11 of those 18 wins came in one season. 7 and 12 in the other two. Yes. One of them being a very shortened season in 2020 where IU completely dominated them, shut them out, um, a offensive display in East Lansing. And then uh, last year was a debacle. So. so, if you,
0: if you, if you, seven and 12, that's obviously a record of less than four and a half wins a season, right? So, like, th- he's basically gone four and eight twice outside of that insane Kenneth Walker season. And they yeah. have him for how many more years? Seven, eight more years? It's no not idea. good. I mean, the, the original
2: deal was six years, five and a half million per.
0: But he I signed he ten year ninety five million.
2: He got an extension after that though.
0: So yeah, that's Mel Tucker contract. There's gotta be one. Yeah, there's gotta be something. You'll find it. Yeah, you'll find it. No, I mean this Hopefully. is this might be the worst contract in college football.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't wanna know. I don't want to know. Let's go move on. Schedule up to IU. Um, a weird schedule. Starts incredibly soft and then picks up quick. So here we go. I forgot to do my wins and losses, but I can kind of do it um, as we go. Central Michigan at home. Win. Win. Yeah, obviously across the board. Richmond at home wins across the board there. Washington visits East Lansing. I think this dolly is a Absolutely. Dollywock. Dolly Oh, yeah. Maryland comes to town. I think that's another loss. So two and two. Then they have to go to Iowa, two and three. They hit the bye week at the perfect time to get prepped for Rutgers on the road. I think that's the third win of the season, which brings them back to 500. And then they have Michigan coming to town, which I hesitate just a little bit. Just a little bit. There have been some terrible Michigan State teams that have upset some very good Michigan teams. I don't think they do it this year, but that could be a close game there at Minnesota. As much as we hate P.J. Fleck, we really don't like this Michigan State team. That's a loss. Nebraska at home is a toss up. In my opinion, Nebraska, probably with the slight edge, another loss there at Ohio State. That's a loss. This team's not going bowling based off of this record. Um, We are not going to give the I.U. prediction. You guys might be able to figure it out as we go through. Maybe not because Brandon's going to have a complete meltdown in a minute, I think, based off some of his pregame stuff. But um, let's get – I don't even want to talk about it, Brandon. Then, then, then well, Can we just go back real quick? Yeah. So they, they also play Penn State. Well, Penn State to finish the season.
0: Right. Yes. So, I mean, we're, we're that close to the season. We can just finish it off, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, in my mind, as soon as they lose that Ohio State game, their season's over, and they have – nothing to play for like we're going to they're going to we're going to get a very demotivated team coming into because they're going to have lost to nebraska or they they will have lost how many in a row michigan minnesota nebraska ohio state in a row they're going to lose four in the row with no bowl eligibility this is going to be a incredibly soft team how and I say that because we've, we've been here, right? We've just been yeah. in a two-and-ten season where we were incredibly soft and couldn't beat anyone in that two and ten season. I think we're seeing something extremely similar with Michigan State.
1: How hot is Mel Tucker's seat if they come into town three and seven?
0: The, the
2: buyout is obscene. Yeah, so is it bigger than only... Tom Allen's
1: buyout? Yes. yes. So that's okay. the
2: only reason that it may not be completely engulfed in flames by week. 10. But it is
1: going into 2024. It sh- at should that point. be
2: already, if you ask me. But
1: gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, I don't. I'll have skip. a little bit more about
0: coaches' hot seats in Dubitch Sports Book. So just okay.
1: Mark, I'm going to skip their offensive rankings because they were they were bad. They were the 97th and 91st. Uh, but uh, and I'll tell you why now. So the quarterback Peyton Thorn out. Best wide receiver that still remains wide receiver Keon Coleman. He's gone. Uh, and he left late, so this leaves uh, a lot to be desired on the offense for the Spartans. Noah Kim will come in at wider or at a quarterback with basically no weapons um, that struggled bad enough with what the weapons that they did have in 2022. Um, so it's hard to find any improvement on the on this team. Top playmakers have moved on. The interior offensive line is really good. Um, A couple all Big Ten preseason players there at center and uh, guard, one of the guards, I think the right guard. Uh, So the interior of the offensive line should set up pretty well for a pretty good run game or what should be a pretty good run game with Jalen Berger. Um, Their defense, again, not great, Brandon. Total defense last year, 101st. Again, some perspective. IU had a terrible defense. They were ranked 119th. And then points per game, they were 76th. Um, you know, it's struggling defense last year. It's probably going to struggle again. Uh, I mean, nobody was named to any of their big 10 teams, any of the preseason teams, none of them, all four of them, Brandon, nobody named defensive line should be okay. Some decent additions to the, um, to the defensive line, but the secondary, I think is going to be a huge problem. Um, they had a really rough season. They only had two picks last year and i Don't know how much better. I think just based off law of averages, it has to get better, but they only had two interceptions last year. I don't see it getting any better. Do you guys want to add anything on that before we get to the key players? No. Okay. Well, I mentioned his name first. We always talk about the quarterback. I'm not sure I would list him as a key player necessarily, but quarterback Noah Kim is going to come in and should be the starter for the team. He played four games last year, Ohio State, Minnesota, Akron, and Western Michigan. He did not record any stats in the Western Michigan game. Uh, He did look fairly decent stat-wise, though, and this is looking at no tape, no game stat, any of this stuff. Um, He was 14 of 19, 174 yards, three touchdowns, 74 completion percentage. Um, total mop up duty and two blowouts against uh Ohio State and Minnesota. Three He's blowouts.
0: Wh- Three his his highest QB average was against Akron.
1: Yeah, that's Went- what I mean. Yeah, and they blew out Akron. Yeah. hundred percent. Do you have that number against Akron? What he was?
0: Two for two for twenty two yards and a touchdown.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So not a not a ton there. Again, the completion percentage is good, but at, at that point you're playing second, third teamers on the other team. So um, take that for what it's worth. He has a redshirt junior. He's been around for a while, but no experience. Pretty decent looking arm. Um, I'm not sure he's a down the field type thrower. He's a good short game, uh, middle, middle range, decent guy. And six. Uh, two. You you
0: can expect the same thing. He doesn't quite have the legs of Peyton Thorne. He's more of a lowerkey. Does everyone remember? He's I not remember. as bad as Rocky Lombardi. What was his Lombardi. name? Rocky. It was Lombardi? Yeah, he's He's not as bad as him. He, he, but he's he's a slightly worse Lawerky. Is that a good comparison?
1: Lawerky, Le, uh, like,
0: like he's uh he's hold gonna on, work the on. middle of the field. He's not he's not gonna throw it. He'll throw it past the sticks, but he's not gonna push the ball downfield. Um he's more of a check down guy. Uh, puts absolutely no fear in the defense whatsoever.
1: Would you call him Lowersie? Oh, I hate oh, that's this. That's too much. That's too much. I don't know why it was on repeat. We're trying new things. We're trying new things. Sorry. Um there's I want you to guy. Noah ever do that again. Oh, no. I, I got rid of it. Here, <laughs> I guess I don't know why I got rid of it, but you can have this, I guess. It's taking too long to start. Never mind. Um, okay. One guy that is really good and a guy that I've liked for a long time. Um, A long time. I think it's been three years. Running back Jalen Berger, the Wisconsin transfer. We talked about him. When did we preview Wisconsin? Was that last week? Yeah. Yeah, last week. I think I talked about him last week. No, no, two weeks 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 ago. ago. Two Two weeks weeks ago. ago. Uh, I always tend to talk about Jalen Berger here the last few years. Uh, Last year, 683 yards completely. Oh, he was injured, I think, for a little bit. Six touchdowns, 4.6 yards per carry. Against IU, he tore us up a little bit. Uh, 21 carries 119 yards, no touchdowns. But again, he averaged about five yards per carry. Um, really good running back. They have one returning wide receiver from, uh, last year's team with any sort of significant output. It's Trey Mosley. I know the name, but he did, he, he didn't really do too much against IU last year. 35 catches on the season, 359 yards, four touchdowns. Um, there is a guy you might've heard of his dad. They have a guy named Antonio Gates jr. Um, a I believe he's a red shirt freshman. Seth yep. could probably have yeah, he's shaking six his head.
2: Two, six two, one ninety
1: five. Yeah, not as big as his dad. Uh, but obviously, I think you're kind of just born with the same skills. So, um, we'll see what he can do there. And then they have ne- Nebraska transfer Elante Brown, which I remember his name. I feel like they really hyped him up pregame against IU last year. He did nothing. I think he had like one catch for eleven yards. So, uh, Seth, do you want to talk about this next guy, or does it hurt too much? Uh tight end Malik Carr, a Purdue transfer. Malik
2: the Freak Carr. Malik the freak. freak. I do have
1: written down an absolute monster. Um, he was a quarterback, right? Recruited, he was recruited as a quarterback, at the high
2: school, yep. Out of Detroit as a as a prep quarterback. They converted him immediately to a receiver. He he outgrew the receiver position.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, because he's six five, two fifty-five.
2: Yeah. So they tried to do You know who else right is six five, two
1: fifty five, by the way? Anthony Richardson, 6'5", 255, or something like that, or 245. What a monster. Completely underutilized Malik Carr, by the way, last year, which is surprising to nobody. No one. Especially not Brandon. The biggest Peyton Thorne backer on the the program. I'm so sad Um, he's gone. I know, right? So Malik Carr on the season, 16 catches, 209 yards, two touchdowns. Now, granted, maybe he was underutilized. Maybe he's just not that good. I mean, he is a monster and he does have an amazing highlight. If you guys go watch it, I think it was like a 71 yard touchdown where he shook off a bunch of dudes from a, a much smaller school. But, um, and against IU last year, he had a decent game four catches, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Tell me if it's surprising if you've ever heard of a, a massive tight end having a good game against the IU defense. Uh, nobody's going to say anything otherwise. So, um, Let's move to the other side of the ball unless Seth wants to talk O-line, which he loves to talk O-line. He doesn't. He's shaking his head. No, he hates this team. Um, so
0: At least on, uh, I know, uh, college football news kind of bit me on the back end, but they do have their center and guard as two of their top 10 players, yeah, and both guys should at least, like, make a NFL, like, undrafted free agent roster. So
1: yeah, they're, they're preseason all Big Ten, both of them. Um, yeah.
0: So like their 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 guard and their center are pretty dang solid.
1: Yeah. Interior line shouldn't be a problem for them. Uh not a lot of hype anywhere else on that offense, really outside of burger. Um on defense, it's it's uh it's a scratch and it's scratching claw game here too to find some some big time stuff. A lot of hype being put out for defensive end. Uh uh Seth, you want to help me on this one? Tunmisi Autale. A Texas A&M transfer, big time four star recruit in 2021, number four ranked defensive end. Uh, I mean, he should come in and add some sort of pass rush, but he has zero stats of any significance. I think he had like one or two tackles um, all year last year in the few games that he did see the field. Um, Now, they do have two really good linebackers. Uh, One guy, you might recognize his name. I feel like he's been there for a thousand years uh linebacker Cal holiday um guess he what a... he's only a redshirt junior I he'll know, be right? here next year he'll be there well maybe he will i don't know if he puts out the same statistical performance he did last year he'll get drafted um he had that pick against total in 2021 that was just rip your heart out bad like it that was the one that kind of put that game away or kind of put it out I think it was early on in the game but it kind of killed the game um 2022 second team all big 10 Led the conference in tackles per game at ten. Do the math. Do the math, guys. 120 combined tackles on the season, which is crazy. 11 tackles for loss, one and a half sacks, one forced fumble, and one fumble recovery. Seth, you your eyes lit up when I said the name Cal Holiday. What do you What do you have about him? Or Brandon has something to say. What do you got, Brandon?
0: So this defense reminds me so much of IU's defense last year, right? They got playmaker or they have so many guys returning, but the guys that are returning just aren't any good. Like, what? remember us last year saying, oh, Taiwan Mullen will jump back. Monster will be here. You know, all these guys that, oh, they're coming back. They got another year in the system. That's exactly this defense. This defense was so bad last year. We we skipped over it, but their defense was hundred and first, and they return everyone, but the Texas A&M transfer. They have ten of eleven guys coming back from the hundred and first worst defense as a team that lived that. That's not a good thing. That's a really really bad thing. Sorry, Seth. I know. I know you may have wanted to get in that, or or I jumped on what you wanted to say. But I just, I couldn't. I couldn't take my eyes off this defense and being like, "Well, I, we know these names." Well, people knew Tywan Mullen. Did it matter? People knew Big Play J. Did it matter?
1: Hey, he's doing. He's doing well in Minnesota. Big Play J.
0: Yeah, Big Play J. Awesome interception in, in week one. Congrats, kid. But my point is, is we may recognize all these Michigan State names. In my opinion, that's a good thing, not a bad thing. We've beaten Cal Holiday two out of the three years. It would have been three years in a row had he not got that interception against Tuttle. It would have been three years in a a row against mostly the same guys had it not been for a bad read because we kept running the same play over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Give me
1: some man. more love so before we can talk about the probably the better linebacker, Seth. But go ahead.
2: <laughs> no, I was just, my eyes lit up because of the flashbacks. I was in the end zone that game and saw yeah. it. Just you could read that coming a mile away. And mm-hmm. were you sitting with me? On I was. Um, yeah. And then the other thing I was going to add was the thing to remember here is Mel Mel Tucker. He was a Bears defensive coordinator for a couple (laughs) of years like this. I know that's not saying much, but it was on a (laughs) decent Bears team. Uh, This guy is a defensive coach, so you would expect him to. So what Brandon was reading through his stats, that's really a surprise. Um, But he's not really a top flight defensive coordinator. So um, it's just kind of a mixed bag. There's just not a lot to you would expect the uh, an improvement
0: so uh, more, I'm, but the so stats you, don't don't
2: don't show you anything
0: so th- i'm sure people we're going to talk about it i'm sure people listening likely uh, saw the uh, Big 10 tailgate for IU how often did they say only 46% of production coming back only four starters coming back blah 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 yes you you look at go to go to Michigan State football our lads 21 no. out of 22 guys were in the program last year. In my opinion, that's not a good thing. No. You got to turn the roster over. When did Mel Tucker have his best year? When he had a million. 19 transfers. Yeah. Million transfers. When has Mel Tucker shown the ability to develop? Anyone. So the fact that this is a developmental Michigan State teams,
1: big freaking yikes! Hoorah for the Indiana football Hoosiers! Nice. Uh, I was pumping my fist when you were saying that because I connected something today, and based off something we're going to talk about a little bit later, win totals, projected win totals over under. That has got to be a massive player in. Uh, over under wind totals right returning production and how many years in a row have we have we pumped i use returning production right last year a ton of returning production 2021 a ton of returning production right and it doesn't really matter nope. so i mean you could be two and ten and return 90 percent of your production it doesn't mean that you're going to be any better than three and nine. You know what I mean? Four and
0: eight. It was the Indy 2022 Indiana. Hoosiers. Four and
1: eight. Exactly. So there you go. Uh, we do have one more linebacker to talk about. We've talked about Cal and then we got off on a little bit of a tangent there for a bit. Uh, this fault. guy in. No, it's, it's perfectly fine. Uh, this guy is incredible. When you think about some of his stuff that he can do, Jacoby Winman, 49 tackles, five and a half sacks, six, forced fumbles from the linebacker position one recovered one interception he played in eight games and had six forced fumbles I think he had four against Akron so it really pumped it up quite a bit but that that's crazy so watch out for this guy too he's it's kind of like your fire and ice combo there with Cal and and Jacoby um just switch it around. I think Cal's more of the ice, Jacoby more of the Projected
0: fire. to be a fifth round
1: draft pick.
0: Uh-huh.
1: He's nice. Even more
0: impressive. Fifteenth best at his position.
1: Yeah, he's I nice. Feel like
0: linebackers are always drafted a little bit higher than their overall. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's he's probably late fourth
1: at worst mid fifth. Seth, uh, you I have know. a button now that that shows whenever you want to talk. If and can you talk in your microphone?
2: I'm going to go ahead and disagree Thank with you. you on that one. Um, <laughs> this is one of the guys who... The re- he was not injured last year. He was suspended the last four games of the season because he oh, was heavily I read injured. Sorry. No, that's... Yeah, that's of course what they'd like to tell you. Um, that's the PR version of it. Uh, he was one of the guys who was involved oh, in the, the melee fight. with Michigan yeah, um, and right. is actually was facing uh, misdemeanor assault and battery charges. So, I... Yeah.
0: There we go. Um, and and to kind of go in our development, not a Michigan State recruit, a UNLV transfer. UNLV
1: transfer, that's right, because UNLV is a powerhouse. Because Mel Tucker can't do anything unless they're a transfer. That's true. Decent recruiter then, right? No, not really. Maybe nope. not really. All right. Um, Worst contract in college football. We Let's roll through this. We're at 40 minutes into this recording so far. Um, key matchups, I've got two, like we always do. I'm just going to say them. And then you guys react and or or just do yours. Yeah. Um it's pretty easy to me, at least. Our wide receivers need to tear this secondary apart. Completely tear the secondary apart. Very good wide receivers um against what is what should be a complete dumpster fire of a secondary. And then my other one, real quick, is I use rushing def- or offense against or I'm sorry, I use pass rush against an inexperienced quarterback. With really not marquee tackles on the outside for Michigan State, and he has nobody to throw the ball to outside of a complete monster at tight end. So put pressure on Kim, force turnovers, and then obviously the incredible wide receivers taking over against that bad secondary.
0: So I, I had I had the IU wide receivers versus MSU secondary. How was the only way Bella Thorne beat us? That was with his legs. It felt like we were constantly in Michigan State's backfield. Noah Kim isn't running past anyone. Anyone. He's not doing it. So if we can just keep dominating the edge, Noah Kim isn't going to step up in the pocket and run for 15. He's not going to do it. So keep dominating the edge. And again, I can't believe Michaels went this far without bringing up Andre Carter um just send Andre Carter loose
1: he'll do it on his own he'll do it on his own and if you guys didn't watch the tailgate the Big Ten tailgate thing uh look at it up. look at look it up I think it's probably on YouTube I'm sure just Big Ten tailgate or Big Ten is that what it's called Big Ten tailgate yeah in Indiana 2023 I'm sure you'll be able to find it it's an hour-long thing just about IU. It talks about the practice. You can skip past the Tom Allen part. It's really hard to listen to. Post, They talk to him post-practice and just imagine how bad that was. It was really, really bad. Um, Seth, do you have key matchups that we didn't touch on?
2: Yeah, I had two. Um, my first one was uh, force him to be vegetarian. Uh, stop burger as much as you possibly can. Um, and the other one was no holidays. <laughs> where do my um, drums Cal- go? I know, right? Uh, Cal holiday he makes splash plays you got to limit that and uh if you can do that i think you have a pretty good chance to win this game
1: there we go cool um we're gonna go to our newly named section a much easier section for me to say brando's bets what do you got brando
0: so this is this is very very quick because i think we're all fading michigan state it hasn't been apparent so i just have kind of i have i have four things that we've already all talked about so we can cover this in about 30 seconds um over under five and a half uh the under is minus 165 yep vegas vegas thinks this team is bad um i think vegas has been off so far in the big 10 spot on uh they think it's a pretty much a lock at five i think we all had three or four wins um, They had the fourth worst Big Ten odds, um, only behind who? Can you guys guess the other three teams?
2: Northwestern, yep. Rutgers, and
0: IU. You got it. There we go. And then um, the last thing, which is I put LOL, LOL. What do you think the ESPN metrics gave for a win percentage? For IU, 26. You look this up, 28%. No. Oh, they give no Michigan State way. a 72% chance of winning this game. And, it, it, Michael, I think you nailed it. It has
1: to be returning production. It, I, I'm telling you, it, I just pieced it together. How many years have we done this? this is, we're going into our fourth year, right? Yeah. So we... I've never thought about it like this until I sat down and watched the Big Ten tailgate because they made such a big deal about it over after after every commercial break. It seemed like they were talking about the lack of production coming back. How do you really want production back from a team that won six games in the last two years? Nope. probably not. Give me nope. these twenty three new transfers. Let's see if we can throw them in there and see what they can do. Yep. Right. hundred you know, percent. Yeah. Seth, do you have something? Nope. No. All right, let's talk about our promotion. No, no, no. I got, I got oh, sorry. one Go ahead. more.
0: Remember, I told you guys to bookmark something. Oh, I forgot about that. My bad. Because <laughs> they have college football coaches' odds to get fired. Oh, who's higher? That's what you're going to ask. That's what you're going to ask. There are three coaches higher. I'll give you the conferences. That's it. Two okay. in the ACC one in the big 12 you don't have to do their names but i think you can pick the schools the schools are pretty easy to guess one in
1: the big 12
0: i honestly didn't know any of these guys' names to be fair but i I knew i'm like oh they're bad oh they're really bad
1: boston college
0: boston college College? yes is no texas tech
1: had a good year last year
0: oh yeah and they're ranked
2: i think to start this
0: year. um But yes, Boston College is tied with Tom Allen at plus six hundred. I don't know how they get this, but they have an implied probability of only fourteen point three percent chance either gets fired. Okay, so they don't think either one. There's another ACC school. There's
1: another ACC school that Seth should know. Is it a massive? It's a massive school. Then it's Miami. Oh, oh, you said Seth should know know, then? But that doesn't NC State's great. Uh, it's not North Carolina. It's not Clemson. Why would I know it? It's not, not Louisville. Duke. It's not Duke. It's not Wake Forest. Virgi- Virginia? No? Virginia's yeah, happy. Virginia. Virginia. Syracuse. Oh. Purdue's opponent. Dino the Babers. Last. Dino really?
0: Babers plus 400 at a 25% chance of
1: getting... What? What?
2: Yeah, they had a do- they had a bad year last year.
1: You guys lost to them in a bad year they didn't go bowling last year. In that conference,
0: number 1 at 30% chance of getting fired.
1: Hold at on my boy. Plus, plus my boy 50. Campbell? Didn't know
0: his name, but they have they have got really bad really fast. West
1: Virginia Oh, I was gonna say Iowa State. Neil I know if Iowa State was any good?
0: Like if, if I, so, I had to go to this. They're like double-digit dogs in like every game. Like they just must have an absolute horrendous team coming into this year, um, which should be a pretty good Big Twelve. Uh, so I just thought that was interesting. Tom Allen tied for third at plus six hundred, which seems high until you look at the probability. They only think. A, chance of getting fired no other Big Ten coach why I looked this up I wanted to see what Mel Tucker's percentage was to get fired not
1: even in the top 15 what other coach would you throw in there Mel Tucker no other Big Ten coaches no other big 10 I'm just thinking I'm thinking if we had to make our rankings right now behind Tom Allen your top three it's got to be Allen in the Big Ten Allen Loxley, or I was gonna to say his Loxley. brother, Talia say Loxley. built Loxley in some some grace. I was going to say, Loxley. Dish, Chiano's too. He's, he's a legacy. He's not going anywhere. Matt Rule just got there. Ference isn't going anywhere. Northwestern's coach is too easy. You could fire him, but he's an interim, so it doesn't count. Yeah. Yilama's not going anywhere. Fickle's not, not going, anywhere. Not not going
2: right. anywhere.
1: So, yeah, I mean,
0: it's. The, it, it's it's reasonable that no other Big Ten coach is on here. Yeah,
1: no, I'm just trying to do my own thing. I think number three would be Loxley, right?
2: Probably, unless James Franklin goes four and eight this year. God,
0: that's, that's a, a fun. We're going to look not so in bad. the top fifteen, and only at a five percent chance of getting fired. But it kind of makes sense as Jimbo Fisher at Texas A and M. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I'm sure his buyout's ridiculous, but he's been a massive fail at oh Texas gosh. A&M. Dude,
1: do do I mean, if it happens, no, no I'm not even going to talk about it like that. <laughs> nope, not going to talk about it like that. Let's talk about our promoter, our guys at Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their cl- club runs. But, more importantly to shop their sick gear. Here's my deal. Here's my deal. You use the code LEO10 at your checkout. You get 10% off. You guys buy 100 bucks? Buy 100 bucks MTC material, show me the receipt, free t-shirt. Make it happen. Uh 10 at checkout. It's monontrackclub.com. We will put all of that in the notes for the show. Let's get right into everybody's favorite part, 50 minutes into the podcast. Randos, Randos, what do you got, Rando? So I
0: we have a group chat pretty active. So this is a little bit of rhetorical, but I want Michael for you to talk about it because I disagree a little bit. Uh oh. What position group is MSU better than IU at?
1: Oh. Um, what did I say? I said something. I thought maybe a slight edge at linebacker. Which I love our linebackers, a slide edge. We have three, edge at linebacker. two of the top four linebackers the entire conference. Okay, I'm just, I'm just saying, if we're gonna, if we're gonna pull strings here, I think a slide edge at linebacker. I cannot point anywhere other than maybe, maybe the offensive line, maybe and, and tight end. It's an unknown. Our tight ends are an unknown. But yes, I would say right now with what we do know is tight end. I do think Steinfeld is going to have a big season. So I disagreed at running back. You disagreed to me at running back. They have one really good running back. And then they got nothing. Okay. They have a transfer from UConn with no
0: stats. Yeah. And then they got a guy on his third school. You know what his totally. other schools were? Central totally. Florida and Colorado, where he has
1: no stats. So a national champion and a top twenty-five favorite <laughs> for a national champion. <laughs> um, but no, I I agree with you. I spit out some of those things just because I was cornered, and you you were making me upset saying that they're better than us or that they're the same as us. I think that we have the advantage in the majority of position groups maybe outside of off. If you're just looking at preseason Big Ten rankings. Offensive line, that's it. Offensive line goes to them. Quarterback is an unknown for both teams, to be totally honest.
0: I mean, Andre Carter and the dude from Texas A&M balance each other out. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, everyone else is a returning I so. starter.
1: I disagree. Where how many yards
0: did we run against them last year? 257, yes. and they bring their entire defensive line back. A defensive line that we utterly
1: dominated linebackers that we utterly dominated i disagree with you on andre carter versus the guy from texas texas a&m on their team um just based off of the fact that he has zero experience yeah zero point and andre carter has played the game for four years granted at a mac school but still division one he's played it he's put up big stats i and, and he dude i'm telling you and it's everything we're hearing from practice is that it's I'm trying to think it's on the big 10 thing somewhere. I can't remember who says it. Maybe it's when Lucas it says something about Andre Carter being the best defensive end he's he's ever seen. So it, it, it was, it was very good, whatever they had heard. So what else do you have anything else? Brando's randos wise. Uh, I do.
0: I do. So um, what Mark D'Antoni did at, uh, at Michigan State was incredible. D'Antonio. Football-wise.
1: Was it D'Antoni I, or D'Antonio? D'Antoni.
0: No, D'Antonio. D'Antoni, D'Antoni was the basketball the coach. coach. I was get yeah. the
2: basketball coach in the
0: football coach. Me too, Me too. I think it was D'Antonio. Um, D'Antoni was the basketball coach. Anyway, um, could... This isn't a basketball pod. This isn't a basketball pod. But when Izzo leaves, is the possibility of the basketball program also way up in in a possibility to replicate because I think the Michigan State football program is dead. It's dead. Ooh. It's not going to be dead until Mel Tucker leaves. Um, Izzo, if I think Michigan State's going to be really really good in basketball this year, I think they probably win the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, um, odds on is, favorite, I think, right? No, is, or is it Purdue? It's like a toss up.
0: Um, this could be Izzo's last year. This could be Izzo's last great team. Um, what what would you say the odds are, greater or less than fifty percent that MSU basketball follows MSU football?
1: Slightly less because of the. I think that they've got people in the pipeline. Drew Neitzel, yeah, that could take the spot. Like, kind of pick up a uh, a Duke like kind of thing, and just put just put a former player in um that's been on the coaching staff and and just continue what's happening there. Okay. But I would say well, I, I'm not going to say that it's going to happen, but I, I would say under 50, it. under 50.
0: I think it's over 50. Okay. You're wrong. I think it's over 50. I, Izzo lives in Indiana. He lives in Michigan. Um recruit I don't know. Recruiting. This, is yeah, a basketball 100%, basketball. 100% this isn't This isn't Um well, okay. S- Seth and I had a little bit of a back and forth speaking of group chat today. Um if you watched the Big 10 tailgating show, they talk a lot about the quarterback position at IU. Um what is the ideal scenario for QB1 at Indiana this year?
2: Oh, you switched the question. Okay. The two go two answer it. You answer. It. The ideal scenario is that the quarterback that I always pretend to not know his name plays all 13 games because you're also getting a bull game out of it. That is, you could idea. just
1: call him, you could just call him TJD's brother, like, like I disrespect to his brother. You could no, just call I, him that. I think that's the best
2: case scenario is that you play 13 games, he starts all 13 of them, and he's a big reason why you're playing 13.
1: Okay. So the reason Brandon's bringing this question up, listeners, is because rumor has it. Not rumor, there's video evidence, there's video evidence on he, this player's yes. Instagram. So he put out his own hype video. Dexter Williams is is going to be back sooner than what we had expected. Probably Louisville Akron ish timeline. So I think the ideal thing is, the ideal thing is what, what Seth said. But what I do see happening. Is is him getting mixed in somewhere? I can see him being mixed in. I can see even a double quarterback set. Yes, um, I could see some others. Th- I know the whole thing of what we've taught. We always talk about right, two quarterbacks. You got no quarterbacks. You know, I, and, and I don't want to say the set's about to roll his eyes like crazy. Michigan did it for the last two years with two very good quarterbacks, much higher. And I'll I'll say it much higher level, higher caliber quarterbacks, right? They were both fighting for the same position. I could see that. I could see a scenario where we, where we have Taven and I don't want to count out Brendan Sorsby at this point because it's, that's still up in the air, but to have those two, I think would be nice. I think it'd be really nice. So let's see. I don't know. My,
0: my ideal is that you're running so many multiple packages. I want Josh Henderson taking direct snaps. I want Jalen Lucas in the rounds. I want Dexter Williams taking at least 10 to 15 snaps. I want Taven (laughs) throwing the ball 10 or 15 times. I want absolute chaos. Yes. So let me me tell you what that reminds me of offense. That's my answer for
1: QB one ideal QB one. There is no QB one. Okay. I disagree with that part, but this is what it reminds me of. Do you remember? I think it was Chaos Teams. Nate. Chaos team. I think it was Nate Sudfeld, beginning Nate Sudfeld, end of Trey Roberson career at IU before he moved on to North uh Illinois State. Right. When they would bring Trey in for packages, they'd bring him in inside the 10 and they would run strictly run packages. That's it. And they would also do some direct snaps to some of the, some of the running backs at that time, whether it be Redding or uh, Tevin Coleman. Um, I could see some of that, and I agree with it. I don't know what that does to that room, um, but I think it's a good problem to have. And I, I'm 100% in with it. And yes, the hype video was sick. Him and Jalen Lucas, I think, is the one that you're referring yes. to. Yes, it is very nice. So and
0: and here's the thing. Here's the thing that I love about the situation: the offense doesn't. So I doesn't don't switch. want it to be a Sudfeld Roberson because those are two different playbooks. I think you can run
1: Taven and Dexter with the same playbook. You're not going to throw the ball as much with Dexter, though. He's he's proven that he can't. He's not a throwing quarterback. Maybe he's proven it. I don't know. I don't. A but what we've seen passer. him. What we've seen him be successful at is running a read option offense with very little passing. And what we're going to see, what I believe we're going to see from either Taven or Brendan, is a more balanced, maybe closer to 60-40, but more balanced run-pass offense this year than you saw last year at the end.
0: I want team chaos. I think that's how IU wins games. I think that's how IU wins sports. I think whether Tom Allen would ever admit it, which he never will, he knows he's on the hot seat. This needs to be just, I mean, I typed it here in our message. This needs to be a horse and pony show all season. (laughs) I want multiple trick plays, many packages, tons of things going on. And guess what? We're probably going to get made fun of it. There's going to be Purdue fans saying, look at this offense. You guys are running. Don't care. Don't care. Because we're lining up players like Cam Camper. E.J. Williams, DeQuis Carter, athletes Taven Jackson and uh, Dex Williams Jalen Henderson L. Lucas, and, and Jalen Lucas, right? Go. Those are athletes. Get them the ball in as many creative ways as possible. I hate reading. I hate. I love reading message boards. I hate actually believing things that I read in message boards. I think this season doesn't hang on the new defensive coordinator. Doesn't hang on Bostad as much as we love him. It doesn't hang on Tom Allen. What does Walt Bell do for this offense? He is the most important person to IU for this entire season. Walt Bell is the most
1: important person. Okay. and
0: Grant, no more Brando's Randos.
1: Okay, awesome. Seth Sack, real quick, and then we're going to introduce a new section to the podcast. Oh dear, what God. do you
2: got? Uh, all right here let's run through these antonio gates jr you already mentioned uh is antonio gates's son um indiana con uh indiana connection james shot uh freshman registered defensive lineman you know his brother's on the
1: team oh it wasn't his brother on the team there was a shot brother on the team maybe not maybe i am talking about somebody else. Uh,
2: but he and caden curry were dns at center grove together Uh, okay so high pedigree there um We've already talked a little bit about Mel Tucker. I just want to—his sh- uh, contract is insane. He only spent one year at Colorado, went five and seven, three and six in the Pac-12. That's what yeah. got him the Michigan State job, where he went two and five in the COVID. He got a six-year, five point five million dollar per year, uh, two point uh, two and two and five during COVID year, eleven and two, and then five and seven. Um, and I asked, "What kind of coach is he? Is he is he Tom Allen? Is that one?" Giant year, defensive focused. Are they very similar guys?
1: Maybe. Maybe. But Allen's proven, well, not as a head coach, though. i going to say he's proven that he can develop a, a top 25 defense. By the way, his brother is, I'm assuming it's his brother on the team, Jackson Scott, outside linebacker from Greenwood, Indiana, a transfer from Miami of Ohio. Oh. Just a heads up. And also, I think should be part of the all-hair team for IU. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Can I answer answer this? Yeah, go ahead. Can I answer this?
0: Go ahead. Tom Allen and Mel Tucker have a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. A lot of similarities. You kind of ruined my day with that comparison. But you know who will never admit it? The Big Ten and national media. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: Mel Tucker's carrying his one season. I mean, it's th- two years later now, and he's still carrying that like a like so a crown. Like people forget.
1: For it. People forget we had a, a full season of nine win football. A full season of nine win football, right? Nine and three, or were eight and four to finish that year? Eight and four. Eight and four. So nine. Well, should have been nine wins to finish the season, right? It's an eight win eight win season. And then you bounce back that season with the season that they had in 2020. Granted, it was a, a, a nuts year. But Tom Allen has proven that he can put together a solid season. So without, you know, and so is Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker put together a, a great season, but hasn't done it two years in a row. You know what I mean?
2: He hasn't done we'll it two times I mean. at all.
1: Not at all. Exactly. Know where he's been. All right.
2: Um. And then, oh God, so the one thing they didn't, so they gave gave him a 10-year, $95 million contract after that season. The one thing that Michigan State did that's ingenious is they did not modify his buyout terms at all. So as of 2024, if he gets fired, it's $1.5 million. Beyond 2024, it's a flat $1 million buyout. Hmm. Um, And then the last interesting thing I saw here was scouring the Sparty message boards, blogs, Sparty wire, all those things. A lot of talk about Caden Hauser, the freshman redshirt freshman quarterback out of uh, Don Bosco, California. Big program out there. He's 6'3", 215. They want him to be the future. So Noah Kim's getting all the preseason hype. He's kind of slotted in as the starter. Um, But there's a lot of talk, at least from the fan perspective, about angling for Hauser to get quite a bit of playing time. So by the IU game, I would not be surprised if uh, we're looking at a redshirt freshman quarterback rather than a redshirt junior.
1: Yeah, that's that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, we do play him much later in the year. So when their season's over. Yeah, By the way. and Cut. so I, they could they could put it. They could put it away, put him in. Um, all right, Seth. Is that it? Sax yes. empty. All right. Let's play. Learn the Hoosiers. This is a new section we're going to do over the next couple pods until we get to the. Um, maybe we'll do it on the Ohio State preview pod. Maybe we'll do it throughout the season. I'm not sure. Uh, but I think at that point it might be irrelevant. We're going to learn the Hoosiers. You guys do not have the answers in front of you unless you have the roster pulled up, which hopefully you don't. Um. There have been a lot of number changes. There have been a lot of additions, 23 transfers that have come in. It's time for us to learn the numbers and the players. Number zero. There's an offensive number zero and a defensive number zero. Any guesses? Both players are still players that have been on the team for the last two years.
0: I'm going to be so bad at this.
1: One's a wide receiver. One is a... What's that? Kobe? Yes. Is zero. Anderson, Anderson Kobe, wide and receiver did, Anderson Kobe. Did Noah change to zero? And Noah Pierre's Mr. No Problems. Noah Pierre has zero problems. That's why he's number zero. He said it himself at Big Ten Media Day. Noah Pierre, number zero. Anderson Kobe, number zero. Number I changes for both those. teams. There you go. All right. The next one up, we're going to skip to number four offense, wide receiver, transfer, defense. Outside linebacker slash defensive end transfer. Is that... Lanel Carr. No. Magnum Ferrer is the linebacker. Okay, (laughs) let me just do this. I'll just do this. Offense, wide receiver, slot wide receiver, Fordham transfer, number four. Dequeese Carter. Dequeese Carter. Defense, outside linebacker, defensive end, Oregon transfer. Anthony Jones. I always forget because he was so late. Yes, he was late. Anthony Jones, redshirt freshman, just so you guys understand that. So the guy, he may not see much field this year, but he's going to be somebody on the team for a while. Number four, Dequeese Carter and Anthony Jones. This one should be a little bit easier. We had one guess on it. Uh, Number seven on offense, a wide receiver transfer from Clemson. Williams. E.J. Williams. E.J. Williams. And on defense, a linebacker transfer. I'll give you his stats. I'm not going to tell you where he came from. Actually, I'll tell you, you guys don't know. Linebacker transfer from Stanford. Oh, the guy uh, Seth said, Magnum yeah. Farrar. Yes, Jacob Magnum Farrar. This dude, if you have not seen him in any of the practice highlights, is huge. He's six foot four at linebacker and completely ripped. When you see him going through and trying to tackle, he—he's the biggest person in the picture. He's huge, so I think he'll play a huge role as well. Let's go through it real top, quick.
0: Top top four linebacker in the entire conference by PFF.
1: Well, that was uh, it wasn't him. It was the other guy that you keep. Was Randolph? Josh Rudolph. Pete. John oh, Williams.
0: Randolph. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, let's get them confused. Yeah,
1: you got it. Okay, here we go again. Number zero, we have Anderson, Kobe, and Noah Pierre. Number four, Dequise Carter and Anthony Jones, the defensive lineman from Oregon. Uh, and number seven, wide receiver EJ Williams and a linebacker, Jacob magnum Ferrar. There we go. That's it. Um, we'll do three more numbers, maybe four more numbers next week as well on the next pod. So until then, be sure to check out our pod on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. It's all at Leo. Uh, and be sure to check out our new partner at Big Big Banter Sports for all the latest updates and all the other crappy pods on the other 13 teams. Uh, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. All the other pods that cover the other 13 crappy teams is what I meant to say in the conference. Uh, check out our website. It's www.podcastleo.com for all of the updates. Uh, you can find some places to listen to us there. You can find our Patreon link. You can find our store. You can find all that stuff there. Be sure to download, rate, review, and follow on all of our platforms, and join us next week as we preview the bucket game. I couldn't think of anything mean to say, so there we You'll go. Think of something. <laughs> Until then, love you guys, Elio, Elio, Elio. you said, it.
0: Elio, awesome day, Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that, Elio. All right, great, Elio. Appreciate you guys, Elio.